All right, welcome everybody. To, uh, welcome to the Wrestling with the Willies podcast. I'm joined with Jeremy and Joe again this week, which is cool. Um, we're talking about Money in the Bank. We were going to talk about Eva Marie again, and we had to push it back again because scheduling stuff like always ends up happening. We're just like, oh yeah, we were going to do it last week, and then and then, of course, other stuff happened. It was mostly we we're like, oh, yeah, money in the bank's happening. So we just figured we'd wait. So <laughs> believe me, it's coming. <laughs> like, <laughs> but uh, definitely this one was actually pretty uh, uh, one of the better pay-per-views at yeah. least. Well, I mean, we, we can at least say we don't have an AEW pay-per-view this month. We only have SummerSlam to worry about, so we can put the Eva Marie in oh, between there. So when are they doing All Out then? That's September. So oh, okay. All so in is September. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. So they got plenty of time to build up him and Hangman. But uh, and that would be like a whole nother story. But uh, what's it called? So I might as well just ta- mention the tag team match where the Usos won the title belt. Or the title belts from Ray and Dominic, which seems kind of stupid. I mean, I understand what they're doing, but also at the same time, it's like the tag team division, they don't do shit for. And it's stupid how, like, Jimmy just got into another damn DUI and then they're like, hey, we're going to reward you with the title belt. I think we've talked about this several times. It's the second time they've done it. Yeah. Yeah, right. It's the second DUI and the second time they're like, DUI? Tag team champions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because if it was literally anybody else, right? If it would have been fucking Nikki Cross or literally anybody else, like shit, they dropped the title off of RVD just for smoking weed and getting pulled over. Like, granted, he had the top belt at the time, but come on, man. And you're telling me that you got to give him the belt? Uh, it's just fucking stupid. I know that they're trying to build up more stuff with the Usos and Roman and stuff, but come on, man. And if you're going to do something where you're going to call them the bloodline now, or well, I think they were called like that before, like when they were still like when they were a face group, but they didn't like outright have like video packages and all that stuff. But, All I'm uh, saying is it must be nice to be related to The Rock. Yeah, you're fucking telling me. If it was literally anybody else, they would have fucking been packing. They uh, they would have dropped them so damn fucking far down the damn card already, and it wouldn't have been a mention on the freaking, uh, like, SmackDown. Oh, look at you being a dumbass, you know? It's like, fuck, you're, uh, you are a... Uh, you are a person that's like in the news and shit. And then you don't even like, I'm not even shitting on the, the booze part. You could drink all you want. Generally, hopefully you're not trying to drink till you die or whatever, or you're hiding your issues. Well, shit, Jimmy was really close. I mean, when you look at his blood alcohol level, it was like 0.2. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think think it's like two. It's like a little bit higher than two. The legal limit, or yeah, like I think the alcohol poisoning is up in the uh, three point whatever range. I think. 
I only know this because of TV. I used to watch something. I think it was in the three range, but I could be wrong. But uh, like, you must it's be looking it up though. or something. Yeah, something like that. You can always hear the clickety clacks on his keyboard. Yeah, my but... cheap, my cheap <laughs> keyboard. Yeah, but like, uh, what's it called? So, but yeah, just knowing that he didn't take an Uber home, like you're you're a so I mean, somewhat celebrities. I don't think that. Uh, wrestlers are on the same level as like actors and actresses and stuff. I mean, other than The Rock and John Cena now, but like, it's like you know, you know, you got to be held to a certain standard, and you just driving home is just ridiculous, especially at that like where we're in the day and age where you could just drive home, or you could literally get your wife to take you home. Right. Yeah, she, it's not like she doesn't live in Pensacola either. And Nothing I, like. And I gotta <laughs> fucking, yeah, and I gotta fucking mention all the fucking people that are shitting on Naomi for Jimmy's decision should just shut up. Like, just sit down. Don't, nobody needs to attack somebody else for their uh, like their significant other's decision. Just point pointing it out. It doesn't matter. Just drop it. <laughs> like, don't even <laughs> mention it. It's not like because she's it's not it's, part of the conversation. She she can't be su- supporting it. I mean, she's probably got to be pissed at him. Well, I mean, you don't know if like they the main reason why I was drinking was because they had an argument or some shit. You don't know like the story, so don't judge. A lot of people. I mean, wasn't there wasn't there rumors people, they were divorcing a couple years ago and then they well, decided? I mean, to... that's what I'm saying. I mean, it's possible, but like also at the same time, like. I think that they should be having their privacy and they shouldn't have it come out like nowhere. I think they should just be like in their own little world. I think everybody should be able to. And just uh, so I know I kind of went off on a tangent, but I just felt like knowing that it was a recent thing, it needed to be mentioned. (laughs) So. Uh, it, on, well, it happened uh, like uh, it happened like right before the paper, yeah, like, a couple like weeks a week before, or something like that. A week, yeah, a like week, week or, or two. two. Because I think when we were thinking about doing the podcast, is when they came out and said that he was uh, doing them. When uh, they said that he got arrested again, I was just like, dude, you should know better. It, and like one time, but I mean, I've known way too many people in this city where like the uh, one time I talked to somebody. They had like ten damn DUIs. It's like, how do you still have your license? <laughs> I'm, surprised, I'm surprised that they do because yeah, cops yeah, exactly. don't. They'll. T- I knew people who lost their license from driving drunk. Well, I don't I think mean, they. It, it I don't happened. think they ever got it back. Well, it depends on if you do the hardship license and a bunch of other steps. If you do all know, the stuff. If you do all the steps, then you could possibly still have your license, but also at the same time, it depends on the circumstance. No, I don't think this but joker anyway, ever got it back. I'm sidetracking <laughs> like severely bad, but anyway, like the uh, the matches, like uh, we didn't watch the tag team match. We saw the highlight, like usual. Never really watched a kickoff show. At one point, we were talking about that we thought that Bianca Belair did something with Carmella. Turns out that they just completely took her off the card. And Hart goes out to Bailey. Know that I mean, I think this is well, her first did it injury, or, so, or no, second injury because one she hurt her so- shoulder or something right a while back. Yeah, I guess they did that match on SmackDown. Yeah, they did the SmackDown before the pay-per-view. 
Which is still weird how they put her face on the promo thing and everything. But yeah, <laughs> but I honestly like this money in the bank because I, I've always been of the been the person where I think the main thing about the money in the bank match is should go to people that are up and coming. Like you're trying to introduce them because I mean, especially if you're a heel, it's like if MJF went to WWE or something and then he was in the money in the bank match, easy way for him to get heel heat is by him winning and then immediately cashing in on like whoever he went against. Right. And then even then knowing that he did it as a cheat way, it could still give him an out for like, if he loses to the same guy the next month. Right. Yeah. At the next pay per view. So like, and it's like kind of a tryout. That's what it seems like to me. You're they're putting your faith, uh, their faith into this person. So that's why they picked you. And then it's your time to run with the ball and see if you can end up doing well with it. So I like how. And this one, we'll talk about the men's match later, but. At least the people that I think should have won, won. Like, I mean, I, I would have liked to, Alexa to win the Money in the Bank match, but she's already won it already. So I'm fine with her not winning it. Even well, like with... we talked about, she's one of those that doesn't need, you know, and we'll talk about it during the men's match too, but she's one of those that can get a title shot without winning Money in the Bank. Yeah. I think yeah, Nikki and Liv Morgan and... Zelina Vega probably are the ones that you're, they're not going to get one unless they win this match. Yeah. Pretty much. And that's mostly what I think that should happen. I think it should be for the people where you don't think it. It's like Otis with last year. I mean, granted, it's kind of annoying that they dropped it on they him. They fucked and then that up. Yeah. They yeah. yeah. fucked it up and then gave it to the Miz or whatever. That was like dropping the ball. It's like you changing your fucking mind halfway into it. At least you could have at least had him fucking fail. Like, that's when Tucker turned on him, right? Yeah, they could have had it where Tucker... And then Tucker turns on him, and he's like, you're not getting the belt before me. Yeah, they could have done that. And it was kind of like with Otis, it kind of reminds me when, like, they did the... Emmalina storyline where then she became Emma again. Oh, a shit ton and they, of teasing, and then they just yeah, well, what they did before. Well, they did that, and then they they have this perfect storyline because then they released Emma like right after that to Neil Dashwood, but they mm-hmm. could have um they could have built a storyline where she was trying to get Dana Brooke back under her wing as her servant, and Dana Brooke had spent this whole time building up herself character wise. And they this perfect story, just like they could have done something with Otis, and then they just shit all over it, and they're like, well, we're going to release Tennille. It's like you yeah. had the perfect storyline, but y'all shit on it and blew, blew it. I think sometimes they just don't have full faith into certain things. Like, that's the main thing, is that they sit there and they're like, oh, it would be funny if he like, if he accidentally got it. And then they didn't know where to lead to after that. Yeah, I thought... Which is kind of understanding about the situation, but that's what I'm saying. At least with this one, it went to deserving people. 
Like Nikki Cross, I, I definitely like her better with her other gimmick, with her sanity gimmick, which we talked about. But I could tell why they're doing this one with her. It works with her character, especially at this moment. And especially, it could lead to, like, hopefully something happens with Charlotte where, like, I could see that Nikki Cross is going to go against her again and probably at the pay-per-view lose the damn title to Charlotte again. But it would be nice if, like, it was, like, a feud with her and Alexa, like, going back and forth. I was going to say that because I think that's the whole reason she's got this gimmick. Yeah. Well, because they, they said because that she they... doesn't have superpowers, and that's kind of saying Alexa Bliss does. Yeah. Cause... So it's so it's basically the counter argument to Alexa Bliss right now. To me, that's what I see anyway. Yeah. And that she's almost a superhero, meaning she doesn't have the powers that Alexa does. Well, they said that the. The PW Insider was reporting that Nikki Cross got the title as a thank you because, for one, she's the one who came up with the superhero gimmick. That was all her. Uh, she pushed for it. And so they, they like it because of the the fact that they could use it to promote her to kids, plus merchandise um, opportunities. Of course. And, well, of course, merchandise. I mean, they just released a damn new shirt for Braun Strowman, who's been gone for like a month. So <laughs> they came out with a Braun Strowman shirt after he was released. Yeah, after he How was released. Even a thing? <laughs> How is that even a thing? But like, yeah. I saw like there's, oh my God, it probably triggers a lot of women out there. But John Morrison's one, somebody already bought one thing that I was talking to. It's called America's Moist Wanted for the Johnny Trip Trip thing. It's like the uh-huh. picture of the dripstick. And I was like, oh my God, that's going to trigger so many women. They're like, oh my God, I hate that word. <laughs> they, I can already tell that it's going to happen. But it's still John, a pretty funny t-shirt, though. The thing I don't get about the money in the bank is they keep adding all these main eventers to it. And the two people it, the two people who probably could have used to be in the money in the bank last night or Sunday night for the men John, John Morrison and Big E. Probably the because Seth Rollins didn't need to be in it. Uh, Kevin Owens, I think, love Kevin I think Owens, but he didn't need to be in it. But I will be honest with you: if any made a winner would have won Money in the Bank, I would have wanted Kevin Owens because I like Kevin Owens. I think I think it'd be a good piece for him. Um, but the right person won in that match too. You're skipping way ahead, Joe. Yeah, because <laughs> um, we're talking about it was just well, we were talking about, about the matches, so he was I know like, I'm just saying that. Yeah. no, no, I'm I'm just talking about it because we were talking about like you know Alexa Bliss would have been a good one to win it, but so, like see, like, but, like the main person that I would have wanted to see like win it because mostly I I agree with Nikki Cross winning it. I definitely think Yeah, I'm I'm okay won. with Nikki I winning it. Think I think that, Liv Morgan should have been the one yeah, really that yeah. should have won it because Especially of the, with the story that they were telling the build up to to money in the bank with her because she had to fight so hard to get in it and she ended up replacing Carmella who replaced Bailey. So it's like she fought so hard to get in it. It would have been yeah, it would have been nice if they would have gave her it to her. her. Yeah, but Nikki's but I mean, another one that was Nikki that was Cross. fine for me. Yeah. Uh, if if it would have been anybody else, it would have been a waste to me. 
Um, yeah, because Alexa Bliss, Alexa Bliss, A, doesn't need it to get a title shot. And B, Alexa Bliss doesn't really need the title at this point. Well, none of the yeah. other ones really deserve to win it right now. And Zelina Vega just came back. It's like you're going to come back and then you're going to get a freaking money in the bank title. Yeah. You just it's got like, signed Natalia back. And Tamina, like, you already know that they weren't because they already no. had the tag titles. Oscar and they didn't could win it and could be in the wrestling match, like go for the title anytime she wants. So, really, the only uh, same with Alexa Bliss, too. All she would need to do is attack Charlotte if she wanted to, right? I mean, granted, now, spoiler alert, uh, we're watching, uh, we're talking about this after Raw. So, might as well mention well, we could talk now. about it out when we talk about what happened after the Charlotte match, then we can talk about what happened. Oh, yeah, sure that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just but saying, I, I mean, it might be better to time it that way because that way we can talk about the other crap in addition. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. Because, like, yeah. Uh, you know, we can talk about the AJ match and the Bobby Lashley match. Yeah, true that. Like, this main thing to me is, like, it seemed like they didn't have it. I mean, we talked about how there was barely any women on there anyway on their roster. So it seems like they were just filling holes and they wanted to put people on there that they already had storylines for. So that's why Tamina and Natalia and Asuka and stuff like, and Naomi were in the match. It wasn't so much that they deserved the spot or that they needed the money in the bank match or something like that. I definitely think Naomi's uh, underrated compared to a lot of the women in there. But still, I mean... But she's another one based on talent alone that she could get a title shot. Right well, now. that's what I'm saying. Especially knowing that she already had a title shot. So, like, or she won. I think, is she a two-time champion or just one? I think it's just I think she's one. a. I thought she was a two-time SmackDown. I thought she had SmackDown oh, twice. Yeah. I think she did lose it, and then she got it again at one point. I think they dropped it to her because she did something. I forgot what. Because I think Bailey won it or something at one point. Yeah, I don't remember the whole story. Actually, thinking about back on it, because she, the, I think she had it, and then when we were at WrestleMania 33, she won it again. Yeah, I think that's. I think she had to take time off or something. Uh, maybe it was an, a light injury or something. I don't remember what it was for sure. But anyway, might as well move on to the. I can't say that it's a piss break match because the it, match was good. But, like, to a degree, almost sucks so bad. And you could tell. Joe, are you, are you moving are you your still, pit Are you still? Again? Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I change positions in my chair a lot because of my foot. I got to keep pressure off of it. And it's so weird how crunchy it is whenever you move in the chair. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's an old chair. <laughs> I guess so, because every yeah, time you it move makes it, a ton of noise. It. Yeah. Yeah, I have to because I have to keep pressure off. My foot still, even though it's pretty much healed. Um, so I have to move around a lot. And then I bump things because there's not a lot of room in here. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, like the almost sucks, man. To me, yeah, it uh, sucks. You get it rid of Braun Strowman. Great Kali you get rid of Braun just... Strowman and you keep this loser. I, and I, then I, you don't do anything with the Viking Raiders. Viking Raiders are better when they were War Machine. Anybody that listens to the podcast, if you if you know of War Machine, they they were who the Viking Raiders are now. They used to be Raymond Rowe and Hanson, and 
they their whole gimmick was pretty much they did the same kind of thing, just not the hey, I want to eat a turkey leg and throw hatchets <laughs> around with the street profits. It was mostly they would just come out and kick the ass of just any tag team. They did great matches with I think it was when uh it was before Undisputed Era was going on. They had um what's it called? It was Kyle O'Reilly and maybe Adam Cole. Either that or no, it was Red Dragon, which is Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly when they were a team. They they went against them and they and they did great matches. So seeing this one, I commented like three times where I thought this match was going way longer than it was. And I'm looking at the time and it was less than 13 minutes. I was like, how the fuck was this uh, this match so damn... And uh, to well, me, it was boring just because Air- AJ had to carry most of the match with the Viking Raiders. Yeah, I was just going to say the same thing. That, that That's what happened is AJ carried that match and then almost comes in and does like two moves. Yeah, he did. Like a, he did pretty much uh, Eric Redbeards, or otherwise known as Rowan, he did his double-handed choke slam, right? He did his double-handed ch- uh, choke slam, and then that's pretty much like, I mean, that's the main one that I remember. Oh yeah, he did a fucking regular ass slam on Hanson. I think he did the bare minimum when it came to the matches, and that's the one thing I hate about the most of the big men that they have in WWE. They have them do like five moves. And then they're like, hey, but I'm big. I don't need to fucking do all this shit. That's one reason why I loved Braun Strowman so much, is that he was an energetic uh, energetic big man. For yeah, because they had... Was, especially now... When he wrestles long matches. Shit. It's not That's like Brock, Brock Lesnar or any of these other jokers. He would wrestle 20-minute matches, or 15, 20-minute matches. Yeah, Braun Strowman, because Braun Strowman, I think they had him work with the big show. Was it the big yeah, show for Braun Strowman? This was a while ago. A while ago. They were trying to build up his character. I think that was around the time when he was doing stuff with Roman. Where, yeah. Like, where he said to get these hands and all that stuff. That's why I say, like, and it sucks for me when I see Viking Raiders because I love them as War Machine. And they just ruined them on WWE because they made them hokey. And then they lost, right? Uh, and I figured that they were going to lose to him anyway because I think they just recently returned again because I think it was Hanson that was out with an injury. And uh, well, actually, I think they both came back from an injury because Roe, I think, got uh, – or Ivar – no, Eric's Roe, I think, right? The Yeah. I'm I don't confused. know. I didn't, confusing I didn't watch – I didn't watch him in NXT, so I don't know the, yeah. what their different Eric, ringings Eric were. Eric was getting his shoulder done, and I forgot what Ivar was getting done. Like uh, he, I think he was the one who mainly got, like was the main one that got injured. But then Eric was like, "I might as well get." I think he got like bone spurs out of his shoulder or something like that. It was like, Ew. yeah. It was something small. I know that. I don't remember for sure, but I just remember like when they were sidelined, he and the, he was showing like because he's married uh, to Sarah Logan, 
So he was showing like a picture where he was getting surgery done. So, but like they just made him so hokey, man. It's just like, well, yeah, the whole now, angle with the street profits was dumb. Yeah, and it kind of brought them down a peg. It's like what I was talking about with Ron when he was in WWE. You go and you have him lift um, semi trucks and ambulances and destroy cars, like ripping their doors off and shit. But then you can't beat a little guy. Brock Lesnar. Yeah, he couldn't bring Brock Lesnar. But I think he lost. And then he lost to Roman too. Ganged up on by three little guys, he can't beat them. But there's another match where he takes on a tag team with a 10-year-old. Yeah. And, went, and squashes them. Yeah. Find so that's himself. why, I mean, I'm like, they they were so, like, wishy-washy with his character that it's like, you can't believe it at, at any point. Trying to protect it too much. And that's how Fiend is, too. They make great characters, or at least some of the wrestlers probably do. They probably, like, have some insight on what they were going to do, but... They do great characters, and then they ruin them with this fucking booking that they do, where it's just like either 50-50 booking, where they don't want to hurt either character. Yeah, so they cause DQs. Yeah, they cause DQs. Or they something, end up, yeah. Oh, eight people get on Braun Strowman, but then that's it. Or, let's say about the Alexa Bliss thing, where they ca- um, put like 12 damn ladders on her. Yeah, they gave her that. She was out the rest of the match. Yeah. Yeah. That's the out. You know, it's like the same thing with Royal Rumble where like she was starting to transform and then they threw her over the ropes. It's like, don't make her this strong character that could fucking stop them and do all this shit. And then you bury him with like fucking ladders and shit. It's like, it's so old and tiring. Oh, like I was explaining, the coolest thing that could have happened during that match, which would have been bad, pretty badass to me, was that she would have pulled the money in the bank suitcase down with her hand, like yeah, made it made it come down to her, and and then that and, and then she right won before she and then right or like right before it made it to her hands, somebody uh, yeah. That way, you still keep or that. Yeah, and I think they were going that way because she started to put her hand up when when they took her out of the ring and piled over with ladders. I don't know if you guys remember that, but mm-hmm. the, so I think they were leaning towards that, but they didn't. It's the same thing with the transforming thing. They kind of started with that and then they went away. Yeah, yeah. They're so, now they're just like you know what? I'm just gonna have her fully be like that. But like at the same like time, it's half. hard live to do this shit because you'd have yeah. to turn the lights off for a few seconds for her to be able to change outfits. Yeah. Like, I, th- I when, think when, when nobody's in the arena, it's easier to do that. I think. <laughs> well, well yeah. I think with, I think with Alexa, I think they're going to feud her with, uh, with Eva Marie. Well, I think that's oh, yeah, they were kind on, of doing that based on raw. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck me. Good lord. Uh, I got to talk about that pratfall that she did. Oh my god, that looked awful. Oh, where she saw, she faked the trip? She faked it. Yeah, yeah. like if you're going <laughs> to you're going to do it, at least make it look like you fucking didn't mean to trip. Like it looked like she was horrible acting. And she's like, "Oops." Oh. But I mean, that goes into like how far I'm going to go in on Eva Marie on the podcast. It just yeah. like, doesn't fucking end. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting for pipe. I'm sorry, dewdrop. 
which is the stupidest fucking name ever. I'm waiting for Piper to turn on Eva Marie and be like, my name's yeah, fucking Piper, Piper Niven. I definitely think that they're going to probably allude to like her paying, I mean, Eva Marie paying off Piper Niven, and that's why her name is Dewdrop. She gives her money as her protection, and then eventually she's like, you know what, fuck this, I'm out. But uh, yeah, I'm... but that's why I want to know. It'll be nice if they explain the name because I don't get why they call her that. Yeah, it just it was. Like, it looked like it's... it was a spur of the moment thing. She was like, you know what, do drop. And it. And oh, I know, but even, there's got to be a and reason. It's not even it. like do like uh, like how it's actually spelled like do like it's raining. Yeah, it's D O U. Yeah, yeah that I'm doesn't like... even make sense. But I mean, they've came up with Dolph Ziggler, and then. L.A. Knight, which we've talked about, like, awful, awful names. And it's just like, come on, dude. Like, and, uh, and that's mostly what I get annoyed with. But yeah, like, I did like not this pay one. much attention, just to go back to the AJ Styles match, I did not pay yeah, that's much mostly, attention to that's it. Mostly why I was like, what I know. did notice was that AJ carried that match and almost is the one that won it with a mo- one move, which, again, yeah. that, guy, that guy's trash. So I'm like, What's yeah, the point of having and it pretty much buries the Viking Raiders because yeah, like, the... really it's like what are they supposed to do? They won the titles once and then they did a bunch of vignettes about fucking turkey legs, and that's all anybody remembers. And then they're like, ho, ho, ho. And they turned them into the fucking headbangers practically. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> because supposedly I found this out like uh like on a video one time. Headbangers were like a massively hated heel group when they were in like NWA or some shit. They were like hated like by like everyone. They used to like do evil shit and stuff. And then like when they went to WWE, they're like, hey, do the arm thing. And that's all they're known for now. So it's just like, God, it just shows like when WWE gets complacent. And that's well, not I'm necessarily saying. complacent, but it tells you the power they have. Yeah, because they can they can turn your gimmick into something that it wasn't originally. Yeah, even if it hasn't really changed all that much. So you see, like like I, I heard what you're saying. The like headbangers were doing the same stuff, but it went over differently in WWE because of the way they were playing it. And yeah. see, so you know, and going into the next match, the Bobby Lashley one. Yeah, to me, and we've talked about this. This is, ex- and I know everybody loves Kofi, but the way they did this match is the way they needed to because of the way Bobby Lashley went off. And Bobby yeah. Lashley went off on Raw, where he got rid of all the females and all, and he threw the, you know, the he basically the destroyed the MVP lounge. Yeah, so he had to squash Kofi because otherwise it would make all of that moot. I just especially, wish it was somebody else. Well, yeah, but I mean, at the same time, you know, they could say that it was the first WW. I think it's one of the first ones. It's not the first one where it was two uh, African Americans that were for the title. Uh, yeah, I don't remember who the, who the. There's other only one been was. like three or four it was times. Like, oh, it might have been the Sasha Banks and Don- Bianca Belair match yeah. where they said it was two African American ones. But I so thought that was, it was a different one, though. But, but I think this was another example of it because it's typically not that way. Um, yeah. 
But, uh, like, but that's why I yeah, was everybody loves but, Kofi, but at the same time, they had to squash him. Well, and uh, I'll, I'll listen. However, I'm like, I'll even this, talk sorry, about, Josh. like, what they could actually uh, do but, with the storylines after this, though. But, the, but yeah, the... but what they did on Raw is exactly what I didn't want them to do on Raw. So, fucking Goldberg just comes back again and says he's next. Yeah, and that was I'm after, like, and that was after Keith Lee came back and lost. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so I saw like, that. Like, I was like, they brought back Keith Lee for him to lose to Bobby Lashley, which because even I was like, had anybody do that match with him? God, man, that's if they if they were going to build anyone up to take it off Lashley, Keith Lee. Well, I definitely think this is my story. But you think what they that did? I would but, do. You know, and we won't talk. We can talk about it too. But look what they did with Karrion Cross last night. Oh yeah, I think that's. I think that's building to a storyline with Jeff yeah, Hardy. Yeah, but though. your debut match on Raw is a loss. Yeah. yeah. And well, Jeff has it took away Scarlett uh, and to Jeff Hardy for that. Yeah. I mean, well, Jeff Hardy had the cheat to win. So that's why get did that, they but even why did he have to happen? win? It didn't even have to happen. They could have literally had Karen Cross go against literally anybody. They didn't need the Symphony of the Destruction match. They could have just had, or Karen Cross came out during that and just destroyed both of them instead of him going against Jeff Hardy. They could have literally had Jeff Hardy go against literally anybody. He could have done a match with Sheamus and cheated to win against Sheamus. The interesting part, though, is is it seems like they're starting to do exactly what I was talking about, though, that they needed to do to compete with AEW right now. Oh, like Remember I started bringing talking about NXT where they go on every freaking show? Like, the NXT people are showing up on Raw, and then John Cena's kind of a free agent, so he's going to show up wherever the hell he wants. And it's like, so he's not tagged to a brand, so he kicked off Raw last night, right? But he's not, like, specific to SmackDown or Raw. His new contract doesn't specify that. So Yeah. Um, so it's like this is that stuff that I said that WWE should be doing, where there's not really a brand. Because it's like the same thing with when we talk about later, like with who won the Money in the Bank matches. They can go after anybody. And so it allows them to go on any show. Like, see, like we talk about Nikki Cross winning. The one thing, and we'll talk about it later, you know, after we talk about the next match. But, you know, it's the same thing with who wins the men's matches. That they, to me, they should be able to cash it in on anyone. Yeah. That's so why I thought it was funny NXT when. And cash it in on Carry On Cross, and then you're the champ on NXT. Or you're you want to cash it in on Roman, or cash it in on Bobby. I mean, that's, that's what I was funny how so, Riddle was saying that he would cash it in for the tag titles. But they would. But would they wouldn't let. That. <laughs> yeah, but they wouldn't let Otis do that last year, and that would have been perfect use for Lo- yeah, Otis and Tucker to win the title, the tag titles with it. I agree. That's what but I'm there's saying. nothing they just saying they can't change that, right? I think that would cause more, like, 
where you don't know what the hell is going to happen on a week-to-week basis. Yeah, you don't know what title that they're going to go for. That's how it used to be. I remember like when the Attitude Era was going on, and I, and I think they're starting to move away from – I mean, because John Cena last night called uh, Royal Roman Reigns an asshole, and um, and MVP and said bullshit. off the crowd at yeah. the pay-per-view. Well, yeah, but, but MVP said bullshit during his promo last night. Wow. Yeah. So that's why I'm saying he he's he, so they're starting to to do the, all that stuff I think that I was saying they need to do to compete. I, I think and this is what they were doing in the attitude era. They would do whatever the hell they wanted to do. Like yeah. they 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 uh set up a match on freaking raw that you didn't know about. And and they'd have a they'd have a, a title change at a house show. And shit like that. So it's and then like they would drop it right back in, on Raw or something. Yeah. Well, Kevin Nash was even talking about that during his Broken Skull sessions. That yeah, he wanted he wanted MSG. Yeah, he won the title at a house show because they were trying to get attendance up. Yep, and that was before yeah. the, and that was back in '95. Yeah, they, I mean, they, so they they became complacent and they're starting to they became more structured and I think it's more based around what the networks want. Versus what they really want to do, and yeah. I think that's what where their mindset has gone lately um, with stuff. And I think they need to get away from that. I think they should do what the fans want, and they're gonna get people out the ass watching it. If yeah. they did that, I mean, they Charlotte wouldn't be in. People. Yeah, Charlotte wouldn't be in every title. Yeah, Charlotte wouldn't be in every title match. Like, literally, like, it felt like, I guess, this was, like, this is the main thing with uh, Charlotte matches now. Especially with Rhea Ripley. You could tell that they do decent matches with each other. Because, like, I mean, this is, like, the fourth or five, a fifth time that they've wrestled against each other. Maybe even more than that. I mean, because I don't know. I mean, just on camera. I don't know if they were on house show circuits and stuff like that doing this. Not stuff when they. Last not year. when they. Well, not when they started their feud. Because no, there are all the other matches at least. From what I hear is that they sometimes do the matches that they're going to do in WrestleMania. They lead up into it, or like for the upcoming feuds or whatever. So. Yeah, but they but, they uh, they couldn't do house shows during their feud because it was well, during the pandemic. Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't know for sure. <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm like, because they would do it leading up to it, but well, I think I that's part of the sure. reason they weren't doing a whole hell of a lot. I honestly think that's what they, they became complacent because they weren't doing live shows. I mean, yeah. with people at the arena now, they and trying to, to save money now, too. It seems well, like now they're going to, they can't fake the reactions. So, so like the live crowd will tell you what they really think. They can't just act like they're cheering them. And we definitely thought that they were just cheering anybody because but, they were happy but to be back. That's a natural <laughs> reaction though, right? I mean yeah. they can't they can't fake it. Like but when it was well, the Thunderdome, they could pipe that in. They can still pipe the, it in, but they can't cover up everything. Yeah. Well that right? that being said, that Charlotte was getting cheered and booed at the pay per view. Well, and that's what I'm saying. I mean, and I then Monday Night at Raw, just to cheer them. And I think Monday I, Night at Raw, she was getting more booze than cheers when she came out to do her promo. Yeah. Well, yeah, because she won again. Yeah, we'll, people we'll get are to that one. Well, at a pay per view, she wins most of the time. So if she's at a pay per view, she's going to win the match. 
Like Which I is- could see that happening because knowing that we're mentioning this, how Charlotte beat Rhea Ripley. I mean, technically they did it where like, oh, she hurt her knee and then she put her in the figure eight like for like 10 minutes or whatever. What kills so me. Sorry, I know we talked about Charlotte Flair winning, which I don't necessarily want to talk about that for that long because I think it's stupid. However, what I think they should have done is what they did on Raw the next night. (laughs) They should have done it last night. Oh, yeah, she should have cashed it in immediately. Yeah, Yeah. Rhea should have responded to Charlotte Flair after winning and beat the hell out of her. And then Nikki Ash, or whatever you want to call her, cashed in that night. And then she went away with the title. And then she came out and cut a promo on Raw last night. That's what should have happened. Yeah. But instead, they had Charlotte win and show that she won again, you know, at a pay-per-view. And then give her the ability to cut a promo on Raw where they have a rematch. And then at the rematch, what happens during the rematch is what should have happened last night. Last night, yeah. At the pay-per-view. So it's that's where I think it's kind of stupid. Um, the thing that makes people like just said that like people don't like me because I'm a woman and I want these opportunities. No one's saying no. that she's a no one's saying that she's a terrible. <laughs> no one's saying that you're a terrible wrestler. Everyone acknowledges that you do have skills. People are tired of seeing. It's, the, it's because you're a 13 time champion, and people like Nikki Cross has won it once. Naomi it's... has won it once. Bailey's won it like uh, I think two or three times. Well, Sasha, that is... like the only person close to like having the belt is Sasha Banks, and well, I and think Sasha, she's like eight times or something. And, it, and but she her reigns are like one day. Well, that's what I'm saying. Most of them. That's the that's... reason why she's getting the hate that she's getting yeah. is because like she gets everything that's... handed to her, and this and, was another. That's example. why I say that she's she like won... a female version of Roman. Yeah, this is another example, though. She won it and a day later lost. How can you say you're an 11 time champ when you last yeah, she, day? She lost three of her yeah. title reigns. They took out her two NXT title reigns. They did away with those and they got rid of another one of her title reigns because she was supposed to be a 14 timer and yeah, now she she's an 11 timer. Yeah, because yeah, that's like that's like a WWE thing, I guess. They, they disqualified, like, three of her reigns. But that's kind of weird. Because, I mean, well, I saw something where it was talking about that she was, like, 13-time or whatever. But still, that's, well, like, Yeah, they dumb. took away, like, they're not counting her NXT reigns, I don't think. Yeah, and then, there, well, well, she was still. a two-time NXT. But there was something else that they took away, but I can't remember what the article said. Well, I think the other one's tag team belt, isn't it? Maybe, yeah. The, the thing that get. Yeah, the thing that gets me aggravated about Charlotte is I think she's good in the ring. I'm just tired of seeing her in the hunt for the title. Like, there's all these other women, and they don't do anything with them. Well, that was the example I was talking about with Zelina Vega. They they do the stuff with Charlotte Flair that they don't do with other people. Zelina Vega returns after she hasn't been around a long time, and all she does is she's in a match. Charlotte Flair goes out because she gets surgery done, and comes back and she gets a title shot. Yeah, elective surgery. Yeah, she had yeah. elective surgery. I know, but she comes back it's, and she has an automatic title um, it's, match. It's yeah, like, yeah. I, and, shit. It's the same thing with Goldberg and these other Jokers. Really, Goldberg comes back last night and he's next. 
I'm like, I think you have to earn that shit, dude. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like Cena comes back. It's kind of like John going against Roman. It's kind of like John Cena. Uh, Seth Rollins does this whole thing on the pay per view. He's like, I'm next. I'm next. And then Monday night, John Cena, do, 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 do. I'm next. And so now John Cena's next. It's like, <laughs> like, why would you do the whole thing with Seth Rollins saying he's next if you're just going to plan on John Cena coming in for SummerSlam? But that's like, where I think in that case, Seth Rollins should fight John Cena on a SmackDown. Yeah. For the right to be next. For yeah, he right probably should. Next. But and, Goldberg, who's he going to go against? He's 50 years old. I mean, right now, Bobby Lashley has squashed everybody else. Yeah. I mean, I don't think Goldberg's going to take the title from him. No. Nope. Okay. So, well, I, before you f- finish that, okay, men, oh, men's money in the bank. Uh, I got to, uh, I'm just going to get it out of the way. This is my thoughts for what I want to see achieve. If they're doing the Goldberg versus Bobby Lashley thing, this is what I want to see happen. Big E needs right? to cash in. Big E gets, yep. got the money in the bank briefcase. At that pay per view, there's a hard fought match between them both, but Bo- Goldberg loses. Then you hear Big E's music drop. He comes out and destroys Bobby Lashley and wins that damn title. And it's mostly because how Kofi got decimated. Like, he didn't have any, like, he didn't get any comeuppance. He didn't do nothing. I didn't see anything where he, like, it looked like he tried to hit him at one point. But most of it was, like, he got three Dominators and all this shit. Yeah, so I honestly think that's setting the way, a fire that is the way they're going the, with it, I hope. That's the main thing that makes sense because you, I don't want them to do this where he go get, go, if they do it against Roman, he's just going to drop the, and, like, if anything, they would probably make him lose to Roman. Like, right? But, like, if they do it for Bobby Lashley, especially because the rumor is, is that he's going to Raw again, uh, but he's still going to be split up from the New Day, from what I hear. But, like, that's the main thing that would make sense, is if he just goes in there and destroys him after he's done. And then he's like, hey, this is what, oh, this is for Kofi. And well, like I said, the, the nice thing is with him. the money in the bank, having the money in the bank suitcase, you should be able to go after any title. Yeah, it shouldn't be held to like the the um brand whatever you're brand you're on. Yeah, like if you got that one suitcase, it was a men's versus women's, so it's not or you know a men's and a women's, so you should be able to go after any title. Yeah, because technically, if it was that case, then it would have to be like an NXT men's and blah blah blah. Like uh, you would have to do like eight different matches or whatever. And it doesn't specify; it says for a world championship match. So to me, he can Fish go after title. Bobby, or he can, or he can go after Roman. It's the same thing with like Royal Rumble now. You know, if they win that, they can challenge anyone. So, yeah, I I envision that's why he got squashed. That's kind of what I was alluding to earlier. Was that it's the only way it makes that work? I'm yeah. hoping Beck. I'm hoping Becky shows up to build a feud with Charlotte for SummerSlam, and then Nikki can face somebody else. Well, I definitely think that if Charlotte would have came out, like if something would have happened with Becky, it was so funny too. She dropped out a tweet and she was like, it's so funny how I'm sitting here breastfeeding and I'm still more over than you are talking about yeah, Charlotte. Uh, yeah, because Charlotte, Charlotte, um, yeah, because I sent y'all that tweet because 
Charlotte was like, Becky's at home breastfeeding her baby or whatever she said, words to the effect. And then uh, Becky Lynch retweets, tweets out, I'm at home breastfeeding, but I'm still the most over woman on the roster or something like that. And yeah. it's, it's true because the crowds were chanting for Becky. They wanted to see Becky. They wanted well, to see her come out Charlotte during. That's why Charlotte responded with that, though, because they were cheering for Becky. So she made the heel statement. The, the biggest thing to me is I hate Charlotte's promos. I've said this before, that she talks so damn slow. It's like when she, I am a 14 or 11 time champion. Yeah, especially when she's <laughs> like, woo! Yeah, she does everything slow and it drives me nuts. It's, it's like, you know, most people when they cut a promo or when they talk, they talk at a reasonable speed. I notice with her every time she talks... It's like a slower promo. Like a slower cadence, when yeah. she talks, she talks slower. Like, And I don't know if it's a heel type of thing she's doing. Like, do you understand like the words yeah. that are coming out of my mouth type of thing? But it drives me nuts. And maybe it's supposed to. but And it's working. But, you know, at the same time, it's painful to listen to her. But anyway, knowing that we're doing the men's money in the bank, anyway, I got to mention, Ricochet is like the new Shelton Benjamin when it comes to the money in the bank matches, which oh, I already no. knew that it was going to be like that. The, he was the the man of the match. Those <laughs> like he, that it's fucking, like, holy shit. That first jump he did where he yeah, the jumped over the ropes, just, yeah. he jumped a good 10 feet. I mean, yeah. it, was, it was like, holy shit. I mean, he cleared the ropes by a good three feet. But then he took off, and I, you know, if they would have showed him, he probably would have almost missed the guys outside of the ring. But the best move, he had two other moves. One was where he walked the rope and jumped onto the ladder. Oh, yeah. And he had another one where the ladder fell. He jumped on top of the ropes and flipped off of them onto people outside of the ring. That made that match. And yeah, and I, I, I mean, I don't, Kyra, like, we when he walked, about, but Kevin uh, Owens again always takes the bumps. If there's anyone that t- takes the ladder bumps, it's Kevin Owens. If he's in yeah, the match, that fucking he's side gonna, ladder spot. Good lord! Well, it wasn't only that one. He took the other one on the the customary ladder that's like laid out across the. Oh yeah, you know the like ring, the thing. one that's on the apron where the it seems like one. always somebody yeah. ends up taking that spot now, and it's and it's always and it puts him. him out of if, the match, and yeah. it's always him if he's in the match. He he, these other guys don't take the bumps like he does. It's hilarious I, with me that Riddle was uh, like for just the openings too. Like how he was like just grooving to like every person that was coming out. Yeah, not only that, every time they cut to him, he was doing perfect grooving the whole time. (laughs) Not only that, he was doing perfect RKO's. Oh yeah, yeah. He was he was probably another he was another big highlight of that match. Kevin Owens in the bumps, Ricochet with the moves. Like when Ricochet ran across the top rope, like quickly walked across it, and then Matt Riddle. Those three were like the tops of that match. Like. I didn't yeah, really John care Morrison for. It was cool in there too, but like, yeah, he did it, some it cool stuff like too. Big but... E was out for a lot of it. I mean, other than like getting like finishers put on him and stuff like that. But that big ending at the end, though, with Seth, I was like, yeah, oh, yeah, Seth the, took... yeah. What is his move called? The big ending. 
Yeah, the one he did off the top of the ladder. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty badass because, like, yeah. Seth took, like, took it like a champ. Yep. I mean, at least that's one thing I can say about Seth Rollins. You know, I may not like him that much, but he is willing to put guys over. Yeah, definitely. Even if it's people that he doesn't like yeah. or doesn't care for, which, I mean, is how it's supposed to be. Even if you don't like them, you should put them over. Like, at least, even if they're dicks. But and I honestly <laughs> think everybody on their roster is willing to do that, uh, uh, except for Brock when he was actually on the roster. I think he doesn't, he wouldn't be willing to put anyone over. Yeah, I think the only people that, I mean, like, he got complacent and he was fine. But like, he, I think a lot of it's like he thought he was more uh, of a bigger name than all the other dudes. Uh, he, well, he like, unless he actually liked wrestling with the other dudes or he was impressed with them, he wouldn't fucking try to do a bunch of shit. Yeah, because he had a good match with AJ Styles and a good match with Randy Orton. And but then when Ryan, he... But also yeah. at the same time, I would have much rather seen him lose. Because, I and, mean, he like, need to have the damn belt. I mean, honestly, most other dudes deserve the belt. Like, But, like, with... his match with... um. Dean Ambrose, Brock, you know, Brock didn't want to do shit. And Dean Ambrose said it on the podcast with Stone Cold and got in trouble. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's how it is. That's why I said the roster now, I think, is pretty good. Now, the women, I don't know if Charlotte Flair is willing to put anybody over. Yeah, the way that they've been showing it. I mean, she did it last night, though. I mean, you could say on Raw she kind of did because she lost to Nikki. But she did it in a way that Rhea had to basically put her out to do that. I mean, yeah. It wasn't like she, she just put Nikki over. Yep. She has to always look strong. Like, and I liked how like both things were like kind of sneaky too. Like she just ran over everybody and grabbed the belt and, or and the briefcase and ran out. Yeah. A lot of people <laughs> didn't like that of... ending, but I did. I mean, what? it made sense. I mean, how many times are you going to end up doing it where, like, it's not all of them arguing about the uh, getting the title or whatever. It's always, like, like the men's one where, like, the uh, he did the big ending, got up there, nobody was in the ring, and he grabbed it. Like, you shouldn't have to do that every single oh, time. I'm not saying I'm, – I'm saying other people didn't like it. I'm not saying we didn't. No, people, I, I people were. I'm just saying, like, it's a, a fresh little difference to what they usually do. Uh, it was, it was different. It was fresh. A good person won. Maybe not the one that everybody wanted to win, but at least it was someone deserving. Yeah. And, and, and I love Nick. I love, I love her. And I, I love the fact that she cashed in Monday night and she won. And, uh, the when she won on Monday was a holy shit moment because you weren't expecting it, so it was a swerve. Well, like, you weren't expecting her to actually win. I was actually, if anything, expecting her to cash in and not win. That's everyone, was, yeah, and, yeah, and everyone was expecting she would try to cash in and lose. That's what everybody and all the message boards were saying. And I'm like, man, I hope not. And then I read the article about them saying that the upper management's like really happy with Nikki Cross right now because of everything that she's been doing and the how her character's outside the box and how she fought for it, how she's inputting her ideas. Because I think what got Peyton Royce 
released, and I feel bad for Peyton Royce because I liked Peyton Royce. I think that I think that her saying that she's boring. That she did and when she did that final promo, where she was like, "I think I deserve to be here," and did all that stuff, where she was kind of like saying that she needed to be higher on the roster. I think that's what got was the nail in the coffin for her. Honestly, she, because I, mean, I think it was when she asked on TV at all after that promo. Like she well, wasn't on there, and then eventually she was gone. Well, the thing is, is she actually got talked to by Vincent Mann. He's like, well, what are you into? And she's like, I'm kind of boring. And so I think that soured Vincent Mann, where you have Nikki Cross, who was pitching this gimmick to management, thinking, and then they, and they responded to that. Wasn't it Shawn Michaels or someone who wanted to step up in the company, so he barged into Vince's office and demanded a shot in that kind of how they I got know. i put, think a few people ended up doing that, i think that was still. like sean michaels or something was talking about it because all these people would wait to talk to vince mcmahon and he just barged in oh yeah well, and i, I think that, but i don't remember if it was sean michaels or not or if it was somebody else but sean but, michaels did a lot of shit that nobody else would do yeah and I, well I he did in the I, yeah i was watching an untold about him and the way he was back in the day like he and I, Kevin Nash even alluded to it. Like, he would do stuff like he would, like, there was a time he went out on Raw in, um, like, uh, boxer briefs and he had gauze in his pants. And, yeah, he's, and, and, he's... and, and he went, so you guys probably remember when he did it, they were like black boxer briefs and he went yeah. out to the ring and he, started saying shit well that wasn't uh that was like a thing he did without permission um, so, I, and i think and, i think and like he, and i think he did that a lot and but because he did that it got him things that then nobody I, I else think they, yeah. i think that it feels like vince responds more to it's it's better to apologize than to ask permission yeah it seems like i think that's right. like vince wants them to take the initiative and well with and most stuff, people though with most people yeah i would say it's the mid carters that he doesn't already have confidence in because i doubt roman reigns has to do very much yeah no roman probably doesn't we're already talking about him and we might as well talk that about that match it was okay like to me it was kind of boring it was a standard roman reigns match minutes which, too yeah but yeah, it's, it was the standard. I'm like, that's what I was talking about. What makes it so boring to me, and it's hard for me to like be impressed by his stuff, is because it's literally the same shit that he does in every match. It's like beat for beat every damn time. And they talk about the five moves of Doom with Cena. He literally practically does the exact same thing. Like I, every match is about the same, and it's so I wonder fucking boring. If- I wonder if that's something that they mandate because the five moves of doom until he was top of the top of the pecking yeah, order. I th- I Stone Cold had yeah. his five moves of doom, whatever how many they were, but that was when and when he reached the top. So well, I wonder Dean if Ambrose they mandate. Well, I mean, yeah, I think it's a WWE thing because Dean I Ambrose, think they mandate that shit. Yeah, Dean, Dean Ambrose does be the do, same way. Yeah, he would. Yeah, Baron Corbin shit now. Baron Corbin would do the same thing. So we we talk about it on almost every uh, podcast that we would do. Like Baron Corbin would have that move where he'd slide under the rope, come back in, and then do the clothesline. Yeah, and I think match. they have some. 
I and think then, they have some traditional moves. They make yeah. them hit. Then, like, Dean yeah. Ambrose would have that one where he would get hit against the ropes. He would kind of flip Yeah, the halfway. lunatic clo- yeah. line or whatever the yeah, fuck it's, they call it's, it. Every time, every match he had, he would do that once. And, and so, sometimes he would do it more than once. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And But Roman, he does – you know you're going to see this because it's his finishers. You know, you're, seeing, you're probably going to see a spear. You're going to see the a Superman, Superman punch, punch like 12 times. You're going to see you're him gonna... now. It seems like you're going to see him do a spear through – the, the barricades, outer, the barricades yeah. in every match. Which I was just about to say. I was like, yeah, it seems like every big money match, he's done it at least once. I mean, so it's like there's certain things he does in every match you're going to see. And if he doesn't do that, you know the match isn't over yet. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I'm saying. This is cookie cutter. And then they even did the thing, which I figured that they were going to allude to, was the chair thing with the uh, with the submission. And then Seth came out, which it leads to, I guess, Seth versus Edge. But, like, that gives Edge an out why he lost. And then Cena came back. And that's pretty much, that's what the match was. I was like, okay, I'm ready for this match to be done. Yeah, and honestly, the whole Cena return didn't make sense. It still doesn't yeah. to me. Just I to mean, set like up the I think they were talking Summerland, like on I mean, Twitter or something beforehand, but like generally nobody even knew that it was happening. And then you only doesn't found make out sense. generally I mean, when why you're gone for up. when you're gone for how long he's been gone. I mean, his last match was the Firehouse Firefly Funhouse match. What? How many years ago? Uh, Thirty six. So yeah. Uh, yeah. it's been well over a year. Yeah, like a year and a half. So, so and then he returns and said, "Oh, it's because I'm tired of what Roman Reigns is doing." Well, good for you. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's like, why the fuck do you need to be on TV? It's like, <laughs> it's like, why uh, do you need to still, be here? Still work, work, work through the ranks, there, Cena. You haven't been here for for a year. Acknowledge at least, me, Cena. At least go against Seth Rollins for the title shot at SummerSlam. Yeah, if you beat Seth Rollins, then you can have the shot. But to me, getting it automatically, uh, you know, and that's what I would see is that they would have a match and Edge would cause Seth Rollins to lose it. And that's what would make the most sense is that Cena and Seth would fight for the title shot at SummerSlam and Edge would interfere causing Seth Rollins to lose. Then it sets up the whole thing because it all makes perfect sense. Then John Cena gets the shot that he wanted, but he earned it versus just getting it. Yeah. And and Goldberg's kind of the same thing. Really? You come out and you scream, I'm next, and you just get it? It's like, okay, yeah, all right. Yeah. I believe this, you know, like, and especially knowing that in real life you got, like, however much for you to fucking show up for one day and then go back to obscurity again. Well, we were talking about it. How much do you think they're paying if if Goldberg well you know Goldberg's gonna wrestle at SummerSlam, how much did they pay him to do that? Well, yeah, but yet they, released, released, they were paying but, Brock like nine million or some shit but, at one but, point. But yet they release Braun Strowman, who wrestles all the time for a million and a half. Yeah. It's like But they also I, said um Goldberg's been under contract for a while to have at least two matches a year. I get that, but how much are they paying him? Those are the ones I would release. 
And does it have to be for the part- belt, though? I would release these part-time guys that are getting $3 million for fucking two matches. That's who yeah. I would release. Yeah. They're Especially not, it doesn't not help bringing- them in the long run trying to get more viewers and shit. Yeah, like where they're hitting rock bottom lows on raw yeah. and shit, and they yeah, try you, to figure out why. You can't tell me that they're bringing in that much box office. You can't. Nope. I, to justify that, you're full of if, crap. If when, you're gonna justify it, it would be like having Conor McGregor or some shit so, show up, because it would lead to like all of his fans in the UFC, even though that he's a very controversial dude. But, like, it's like getting other people to, like, watch your product, which already, like, to me, I don't think that any rando is going to just sit there and fucking watch the shit just because fucking Lady Gaga is on, on an episode of Raw. You know, I don't think that's going to fucking happen. And I definitely don't think that the uh, Goldberg and fucking Brock and everything is moving the needle that much. For them to be like, oh my god, like well, I gotta get rid of fucking because what that tells people. me is they couldn't get Brock. Yeah, because I think that was the original plan was Brock to to wrestle Lashley. Yeah, but they um they it's because um and Bobby Lashley showed up. They didn't want him. He, I think the problem is is with Brock is they want Brock to work some live dates and Brock doesn't want to. And why fucking pay for him? Well, if he doesn't would, want to do then what I would you want. never offer him another contract. Yeah. What the fuck, man? But it's like but I want it. Like, but I mean, Brock does bring in ratings, though. I'm not saying oh, how much he that. brings in. Well, that's what but I'm saying. there's always there's always a spike in ratings when Brock's on the show. Yeah, it's but true. Like how they, much? Oh shit! Like uh, an extra like. It goes up from a million and a half to two million, but that's not that's, a whole lot. That's <laughs> yeah, better than it is but, a lot. But, but when like, he's only on two episodes, what good yeah. does that do? Yeah, you need something where they get on and consistently get on for people to watch it, and nobody's gonna end up coming in and watching Brock Lesnar. It's like doing a Legends Night one time. It's like, oh yeah, you're gonna get a bump in ratings this time. But it's not going to steadily increase because you're not doing anything different, which is alienating the people that left in the first place. Most of the people that pretty much watch AEW at least used to watch WWE until it got fucking sale of shit. Like, (laughs) it's just how it is. Like, and if I didn't do this podcast and shit, I would have probably stopped watching WWE after a while because it's fucking old as shit. Like, a lot of these matches don't trigger me like i would much rather watch takeovers and stuff because i mean nxt is on fire and they know what the crowd is wanting right they know like i mean granted like you don't know about the people that just turn on just like they see stuff and then they're like oh okay i'll just leave it on right it's very interesting that creation if you watch why nxt so ecw was originally uh, the NXT of WWE, but because yeah. it was ECW, it didn't work the same way. So yeah. they had the stigma that it had to be like ECW, so that's why they canned it and and developed NXT instead. Um, because ECW was supposed to be the developmental, yeah, 
And you're talking about when they remade it, right? Yeah, when so when Kofi and all of them were on ECW. Yeah, the best person they were that came they, out and the of Miz W was CM Punk though. Yeah, like, well, th- those all those guys were on the C the the ECW, but they were like that back then. It was the NXT, but because it was ECW, it had the stigma that it had to be that hardcore shit like ECW was, so it didn't perform the way it. That's why they shouldn't was. back with an ECW though. <laughs> Well, yeah, they that's, could have that, literally that, just did the NXT first, and then well, just, yeah, they can yeah. that, and then uh, uh, even though triple, the beginnings of NXT were fucking god awful too. Hey, let, let's and let's do stuff that didn't even do anything to, until the wrestling matches. Hey, I'm and, gonna run around with a beer keg around the ring <laughs> because that has anything to do with wrestling. You well, know. and I think that's when Triple H took it over. But yeah, it was a couple of seasons later. But once they were on like Hulu and shit like that, that's when he started taking it over. Yeah. It was like after I think it was the third season, because they started stopping with all that stuff. And they were just wrestling. So with that, until we know what happens on SmackDown, you don't know what's going to happen. Like it'll be interesting what Big E does. Yep, um, and I. He- he wasn't on Raw last night. Yep. And then obviously Roman Reigns, whatever happens in that situation, we won't know until Friday. And they'll just be like, acknowledge me. Oh, oh yeah. Raw, just Raw, like he said. Shit well, like he said time. that at the end of the pay-per-view, and that's when Cena showed up. So it's yeah. like, but Cena cut a promo last night. But all he said was basically he came back because Roman Reigns is an asshole. Which that really helps. Hey, is that asshole? I'm gonna get him. If that's easy to do, that okay. Oh, good lord! But like, sorry, that was, that, that was my work phone. <laughs> if it's that easy to fucking get a wrestling match, I'm gonna show up in the pay per view and be like, "Hey, you're an asshole. Wrestle me, bitch." <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, yeah. So, <laughs> shoot, we're over. We're at an hour and ten minutes tonight. Well, I mean, we were getting on tangents and stuff like that, so that's understandable. But I think it's possible that we're even going to talk about it even really even longer, just because I don't know. Like, uh, I'm kinda, the, yeah, I'm we'll kind of done talking though. Basically. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> agree. So uh, at that, we might as well end the podcast. We're going to do the Eva Marie one this time, sometime next week or something like that. So. Sorry about the wait, especially if you're like wondering what we were gonna shit on, like about Eva Marie's. We still have the ability. <laughs> so we just been... have more evidence now. Yeah, I know exactly. It's just more fuel for me to bitch about. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> for all that, I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast, and we will talk to you guys in the next one, hopefully in about a week. Peace out. Peace. Bye. See ya. Hello everyone, this is Josh from the Wrestling with the Bullies podcast. I'm here to talk about Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And let me explain that it's free. There's creation tools that help you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. They go through Apple Podcasting and pretty much anywhere that sets up uh, podcasting for you. It, also, you can make your money from with your podcast too. 
Like, and it doesn't take that much at all for you to be able to do it, too. So it's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. If you guys are interested, just go to the app in the app, both the iOS and the Android store, or you could go to their website at Andro- uh, anchor.fm. Thank you and have a good day. If you guys enjoyed this podcast, you can check out all of our social media accounts, which is The Heart of Geek, and our Twitch channel is Heart of Geek. If you guys wanted to leave any comments or questions uh, relate towards our Facebook page, Instagram, or anything else that you could possibly leave a comment and recommend us anything else to do in the meantime. And for all of that, thank you for enjoying wrestling with the Willies.